Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Today, um, I'm going to answer that for you. Uh, not real well. <laughs> not real well. Uh, if you're if you're pro freedom, you are not doing well today. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like I had to tell you that this segment is sponsored by, but it's not. It's not sponsored by anybody. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now. Go to bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you, and buy yourself some gold. I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, so yes, bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you. You can get there from the tomrens.com or you can go directly. But tell them Ren sent you and buy yourself some gold. Okay, are you ready? Here's why. Uh, headline, $79.16 billion exit the U.S. banking system in one week as deposit flight resumes. Folks, $80 billion bucks got pulled out of the deposits, uh, U.S. bank deposits last week. $80 billion. The economy is going to collapse in the most profound way in history. We're going to make the Great Depression look like a warm-up. I got to tell you, buy, go bh-pm.com. Buy some gold. I, I, I swear this segment was not meant to be a buy gold promotion, but uh, I don't even know. I, I just don't know. Um, so... This is this is shocking beyond words, right? And uh, a, a week, eighty billion in a week. You see the BRICS nations coming together. And now let me put another headline here. Uh, headline: IMF managing director says we're working hard on a global CBDC, right? So you got BRICS, you've got uh, the American CBDC, which is really the NATO European CBDC system that they're trying to implement. And then you've got the IMF working, working to make sure that it's all really just under the globalist and it doesn't really matter. And there's other factors going on. But basically, this is CBC is what they're trying to do. Now, I bring this up in light of Juneteenth, right? So I spoke on a Juneteenth event last night uh, because uh, I'm not racist. I don't like racism. And so I thought it was good that I had the opportunity to talk about how racism is appalling. And I think this is important because racism was the basis for slavery and segregation in the United States for a lot of years. Uh, but slavery never ended, or the push for slavery never ended. And I want to lay that out, right? So if you look at what's happened, let's talk about slavery, right? By the way, bh-pm.com, for God's sakes, get some gold and some silver. Um so slavery, if we look at slavery in the U.S., you know, slavery is presented in uh, the media is not exactly what it was, right? Slavery is one of the most appalling and abhorrent things on the planet. Uh, but slavery does not necessarily mean that you're physically chained to a wall and whipped on a daily basis, okay? Uh, the thing about slavery is it's much more insidious than that. You know, that's something that everybody can see and really no one could tolerate. Even in the days where slavery was tolerated, not, not to be sure, there were people who really abused, physically abused their slaves. 
Um, but the problem with slavery was the lack of freedom, right? It wasn't just the physical abuse. It wasn't the physical restraint. It was that people weren't free. That's the abhorrent part of slavery, is that you're, you're controlled. You're controlled. You don't have freedom. So slavery, you know, most slaves were not chained to a wall every night. Uh, you know, but they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave. They couldn't leave the servitude. They had to do what their master said, or they didn't get their stipend, right? You had you were dependent on your owner. Uh, the slavery in the United States was absolutely appalling. What they did was, in many cases, you may be, uh, you know, walking around freely doing what you want, but if you wanted food, if you wanted to have uh, necessities, a place to sleep, a place to live, if you wanted to make sure your family was fed, well, you were totally dependent on your slave owner. Okay, now that slave owner, sometimes they were abusive and physically violent. Sometimes they weren't. Uh, you know, the 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 slavery as a historical uh, occurrence uh, was was just like every other historical occurrence, and it was something that uh, the way that it manifested varied dramatically. Right, there were some of the worst people on the planet uh, that were doing well. Anybody that was owning another person was the worst person ever. I mean, it's just a horrible thing. You should never do that. But, but understand that it was about ownership. It's about control. Right, that was the thing. If you were if you were a slave and you lived in the deep south, uh, you may not have been chained to the wall, and you might have decided you wanted to run away. Well, guess what? If you ran away, you might get tracked down and taken back to your owner. Uh, but just as importantly, what were you going to do? You're going to run where? You couldn't get a job. You couldn't own property. You couldn't vote. You couldn't do anything. You were at the total uh, disposition of your owner. I mean, you didn't have the right to do what you wanted to do. And that was the problem, right? That's the problem with slavery. Uh, you can't own a person. A person has to have the right. It's a God-given right. It's just a, there is really, there's not a whole lot of better examples of a universal constant than, than the fact that slavery is always wrong. So when we look at slavery, uh, you have to understand that, that it was ended with the Emancipation Proclamation, technically, but it didn't end because then slavery went from I own you to I control you through a different mechanism, right? The, the people that were segregated weren't still weren't sometimes allowed to vote or to do this or to do that. They would pass Jim Crow laws. They would, you know, you can't, uh, you can't go here separate, but unequal, that sort of stuff. And the, the minorities were still controlled right? The people of color were still controlled. They weren't slaves in the sense that someone could uh, claim ownership over them, but they were slaves to a society that controlled them. This is a critical, critical thing to understand. Even though slavery wasn't officially allowed after the Civil War, it continued on right up till the day that Martin Luther King and and uh, his crew were able to really start getting some uh, the Civil Rights Act and some of the big Supreme Court cases, uh, you know, to occur where, where segregation was truly ended. Okay, that segregation, it essentially acted as slavery. Now you have 
now, mind you, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, folks. He opposed it, Demo- uh, slavery. Democrats were pro-slavery. The Democrats fought tooth and nail to continue with slavery. Um, and as it went forward, the Democrats pushed the Jim Crow laws. They pushed all the segregation. This was a very much a Democrat thing. Democrats were KKK. Democrats were all these things. And uh, the Democrats were the racists. Uh, you know, I mean, this has since been denounced by everybody, and I'm not calling any current-day Democrats racist, except for I am. Uh, and the reason I am is if you support CRT or anything like that, you're a racist. But it's a new type of racism. Uh, but the the historical racism was all from the Democrats. The Republicans fought against it. And uh, that's just how it went down. Well, understand... Segregation, slavery, these were all about control. They were always about control, controlling and making sure that people of color, the people of this, people of that, were under the thumb of the rulers, their owners, their rulers, whatever. Now we look at the money. Let's talk about money and why you need to go to bh-pm.com and tell them Ren sent you. Because if you tell them Ren sent you uh, and you buy some gold, it actually I get a, uh, they give me a commission on it. I actually, which is what keeps me afloat, right? That's that's how I'm able to do what I do. Um. So, anyways, uh, now you see that they recognize that to control us, they want to control money. To control people, they need to get rid of the U.S. dollar. They have to get rid of the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar, cash dollars, it's not traceable. U.S. dollars are not anything that we can use to uh, uh, to control people. U.S. dollar is really a it's it's a mechanism of freedom. It's something that where freedom is you know I mean that's core to it. So uh, uh, they need to get rid of it. Enter CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies. Central bank digital currencies are 100% about control. You can trace them. You can track them. You can tell people what they can spend their money on, what they can't. You can take their money away from them. You can give them more at the will of the government or whoever's controlling the CBDC. There is no freedom with CBDC. It's absolutely gone. Well, to get CBDC in, you need to collapse the U.S. dollar, which is what's occurring. You see BRICS, you see uh, all these different uh, uh, entities out there working to develop CBDCs. BRICS, you know, creating this gold-backed currency because they know that a CBDC without some sort of backing means that it's going to, you know, all control is going to go to a few globalists. IMF is working for an international CBDC, and you have to understand there's a power struggle occurring. Uh, China and the dictators, they don't trust the globalists. The globalists and dictators... Uh, they have the same ends. They want to control the world, but they don't trust each other. And the, the globalists want to control the world themselves. The dictators want to control the world themselves. And so they don't trust each other. Meanwhile, we the people, we don't really have a say in it. You know, it's just we're, we're in the middle of a power struggle between globalists and dictators right now. Uh, well, unless we unite and say, you know, go to hell. Uh, but anyways, so you have these different factions. Meanwhile, the IMF is trying to pull everybody together under their CBDC so that their national bankers can control everything. And that's where it kind of is. Uh, you can doubt me, and I can take you through this in extensive detail. But So anyways, you're seeing uh, the writing on the wall, and people are pulling money out of U.S. banks because 
the U.S. banks can can do bail-ins, and they can basically t- say whatever money you got in there, they just they cancel it. You don't have any money in here. It doesn't count. It's not yours anymore. And that's that. Just that simple, right? So as corrupt as can be. Uh, so U.S. banks are a disaster. And we, we have people that are in the know. They're pulling $80 billion out. Well, $80 billion leaving U.S. banks is not leaving because, you know, guys like you and me are pulling our money. Yeah, if you got a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank or you got $10,000, maybe you got nothing in the bank, you know, uh, you could be you could be a, a lawyer in Ohio and then you're then you're, you're just poor as can be. Right. Um, well, you aren't seeing 80 billion leave because people like us are pulling our money out of the banks. When you see 80 billion leave, that's because big money's getting pulled out. Big, big money. And they know they know there's something going on. You know, I mean, these people, they're the first ones to know. That's their job is to know. So they're pulling their money. So they know what's happening. They know the, about the attack on U.S. currency. No, they know they're trying to collapse the U.S. dollar. They're trying to force CBDCs. They've got the FedNow program coming out this summer, uh, the first stage to U.S. CBDCs. And they have to collapse the cash dollar with that uh, so that the FedNow program can, can manifest as everybody's dollar. Because ultimately, the real reason for for the cbdc's is not because it's efficient it's so that they can control right they want to be able to control you uh you can set a tax structure and the way they'll do this legally is they'll set tax structures in a way that will uh ensure that you're controlled uh you know if you spend money on this you're getting taxed if you spend money on that you're getting taxed it'll be it'll be precisely tailored tax systems to control what you do this is slavery folks this is the next manifestation of segregation. This is about making sure that you're dependent. When you go to the government, you have to say, Mr. Government, I need my stipend so that I can do whatever it is that I want to do. Please. That's not a whole lot different to the slave going to the slave owner. It's just a different group of slave owners. And the government is no longer a government man, uh, controlled by we the people. It's a government that thinks that we are controlled by them. Somewhere along the lines, our government has forgotten that they are the servants of we the people and have become uh, people that we are supposed to serve. And, and that is the antithesis of America. That's not what we're supposed to be. All this comes together, and I, I want to remind all of you in light of uh, Juneteenth, freedom is not free. We're losing our freedom. It's being taken from us. We're, there's a push to enslave us all, to enslave us to Marxism and communism, to tyrants and globalists, to ensure that we are no longer accountable to ourselves, but to some other tyrant or dictator. They want to become the new slave owners. They're going to collapse our economy. They're going to force you to get the next wave of vaccines. They're going to force you to participate in CBDCs unless we, the people, stand together and say no. CBDCs cannot happen. Uh, go to bhspm.com and protect your wealth with some gold and silver. Tell them Ren sent you. you Got to say Ren sent you. Um, but more importantly, stand together. Stand for freedom. Uh, we have got to come together. We've got to unite on freedom. We have to reject the totalitarian ideas that are making their way into our country and into our ideology. The idea that you can have equal outcomes has always been a fallacy. There are no equal outcomes. 
equal outcomes mean that I can sit and do nothing and get the same out of it as someone who works their tail off. That's not fair. It's not right. And it never will be. But that's what equal outcomes are. We have to judge people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And that is what Martin Luther King said. And that is what we have to aspire towards. And if we're judging them by their content of their character, that means that outcomes will be based on the efforts that they put in the work, the discipline, not on some sort of an arbitrary nonsense uh, factor determined by a group of tyrants that are really just trying to enrich themselves. So stand with me. Go to TomRents.com. We need your help. We need your support. Uh, support all our sponsors. Mike Lindell. I love Lindell. Go to my pillow. Tell them Ren sent you. You get a big discount. I get a, I'm, a, I'm a big shot, right? You use Ren's in there in the checkout, you get a discount. So you just got to put Ren's in the checkout code for, for my pillow. You get your pillows and your, your slippers and all of the good stuff that Lindell's got for a discount. Um, also, you know, bhspm.com, you need to get some gold and silver. 80 billion is a lot for a week. Uh, you know, go to Naputi, get some vitamins, get healthy, support Naputi. But go to tomrens.com, follow, support us, Substack donations. We need your help. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. I'm going to open this segment. I'm going to get into some Bud Light stuff. But before I do, I want to open this with uh, something you're probably not going to find in the news because it's a personal story. Uh, so last night, uh, after I did a speech, I went out to 
dinner and uh, I'm going to name drop. I, I was hanging out with Mel Kay and Rob, they're good friends of mine. Mel Kay, uh, of course, we all know who Mel Kay is and Rob's a good friend to me. That's her husband. Uh, they're, they're just great people. So we were out to dinner and uh, uh, as we were, we were doing our thing, they had a really nice guy sit down next to us. We, we were eating at a bar, at the bar. And uh, it struck up a conversation. Yeah, it's interesting because when you're having a re- regular conversation with random people, yeah, not every conversation is political, right? And so uh, I don't recall exactly how it came up. We were talking about the insanity of things going on in the political system. And, you know, there's just no sense to what's happening in America today. And uh, somehow it turned to some of the stuff going on with kids. And so I asked him the question. I asked a very nice gentleman, uh, ended up having a great conversation with him and, uh, really just a good guy. And, uh, I said to him, I said, well, you know, when we talk about what's happening with kids and we talk about things, you know, they don't like to say like it when we call people groomers or pedophiles, but what is it when you're exposing a child? to sexualize content. And I said, you know, it's like drag queen story hour. I asked the question, I said, so if drag queen story hour wasn't about sex, wouldn't it just be story hour, right? It'd just be story hour. Who cares who's teaching the story, right? It's just telling story. But no, it's a drag queen story hour and it's targeted towards little kids. Why is it drag queen story hour? Well, because they're trying to groom our children. They're perverts. They're pedophiles. They want to expose children to sexualized content. Why would you want to do that if you weren't a sick, perverted pedophile? And if you're a parent that takes your kid to Drag Queen Story Hour, you should just know that you're not being cool. You may want to think that this is the socially acceptable thing to do, but what you really are is allowing your child to be exposed to perversion and pedophilia. You are a sick, terrible parent if you're taking your parent kids to Drag Queen Story Hour. I'm sorry, I don't care whether you like that or are insulted. Only a sicko would take a preschooler to anything involving a drag queen. Because it's a drag queen. It's inherently sexualized. If it wasn't sexualized, it wouldn't be drag queen story hour. It would just be story hour. So with that as a backdrop, you know, that that little piece of common sense, yeah, you know, and you can always tell when people you're first meeting people. They don't know what to do, say or do. You ask that sort of a question. You ask it makes that sort of an argument. That's inarguable, right? I just won that argument. The idea that drag queen story hour is somehow not about sex or perversion. Well, I just won that argument, right? Okay, that, that argument's over. It's lost. Uh, you can't argue with me on that. You've lost the argument. It is about sex. We all know that. And I just explained how you win that argument. So, yeah, it's always interesting to me when I make that argument. It kind of dawns on people, the realization of what's occurring. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought it through that way. The media doesn't say it that way, but I can't argue with it. Well, of course you can't argue with it. Uh, that's one nice thing about listening to what I say, folks, is uh, you, there is no argument. I've just won. No, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's a truism. And there's another truism out there, and that is that uh, Americans like beer, right? I like beer. I don't get to drink it very often. When I was a younger guy in college, I drank a lot of beer, way more than I should have. It was not healthy. It was not good. 
Um, and I probably should not have drank as much beer as I did in college, but I enjoyed it and it makes for good stories. And, uh, luckily there was no harm, no foul for me. You know, the beer that you choose is generally, uh, I mean, it's an important thing. Like, you know, like Jungling. I like Jungling because it's, you know, the oldest American brewery, right? It's American brewery. That's America. And, uh, you know, when we look at Bud Light, Bud Light, you had the, you know, the Clydesdales, and Americana, and you know, God Family Country, and Barbecue, and Baseball, America Pastime, right? All, it's all this sort of a thing, right? When you talk about Bud Light, and we look at it from a marketing perspective, you know, Bud Light had a lot of things. You identify, and by design, right? People identify, uh, and, you know, beer with a good time. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging out with friends and having a few beers. That's a good time, right? And that's just the way that it's marketed. That, that's the, that is the way that it's marketed. It's the way that's seen. That's the way it is. You know, nobody... Nobody has a beer for a serious conversation. I mean, if you have drink beer, it's not like you're going to go into court after you've drank beer. You know, make a legal argument, have a scientific debate. You know, you're, you're drinking beer, you're doing it. You want to do it while well, you're going to do something fun. You know, some people drink to drown their sorrows. I never did that. I don't. I don't really. Uh, if I'm not happy, I don't want a beer. Uh, I don't want to like to drink if I'm sad or upset. But, uh, and I don't really drink much at this point, you know, maybe once a month, uh, twice a month uh, at best. Uh, I'll have a few drinks, you know, something like that, but not very often. And uh, never if I'm super upset or sad or anything like that, because you can't, it doesn't fix anything and it never makes the sorrows go away. Uh, but so it's identified with this good time, this Americana stuff like that. Well, you know, this, this Anheuser-Busch garbage with Dylan Mulvaney, that's a real slap in the face, right? Right. I mean, we all, we all love our Americana. Now, and our beer is representative of that. Now, these scumbags are trying to figure out how to fix this, right? They've lost something like $27 billion with a B. And so they're, they're uh, working on their comeback, their marketing comeback, right? Now, understand that their marketing comeback has nothing of substance. This company does not care one bit. They don't stand for anything other than making money. This is not a company of principle. Now, they tried to show what their principles were when they backed Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, they showed that all this Americana stuff, this was meaningless to them. They didn't care about the Americana. They didn't care about any of us. All they cared about uh, was this woke nonsense. That was a, that was the first time they actually showed their colors. Anheuser-Busch showed its colors. It's a woke company supporting woke causes. And so they showed that. Well, they got slapped to the tune of $27 billion. People aren't buying it. And they're not going to. And so now they're going to do a new marketing push. Now, the marketing push isn't because they've changed their tune. There's no spiritual change. There's no enlightenment that's occurred where suddenly they're like, oh, this was horrible. We're, we're the America's beer and we should be supporting America. No, no. They just, they're hurt because of the money, right? So now as a part of their, uh, their new marketing push, their CMO who is just nothing but a useless piece of trash to my mind, Marcel Marcondes. I have no idea if that's the right way to say the name and don't even care. Uh, 
But Marshall goes out and says uh, the the uh, cla- the the backlash from this Dylan Mulvaney thing served as quote a wake up call. Now he didn't say I'm sorry. He didn't say we're really sorry. You know we shouldn't have mixed beer in politics. We should have recognized that American values don't mesh with this. No no no. He says it's a wake up call. And then he says, quote, it's tough to see the controversial and divisive debates that have been happening in the U.S. in the last couple of weeks involving lots of brands and companies, including and especially Bud Light. It's tough exactly because what we do is all about bringing people together. No, that's not what you do. That is not at all what you did. What you did was try and shove values that are an anathema to the American people down our throats. You didn't care that the American people don't like this. You were going to say, my bear stands for this, we stand for this, and we don't care what you like. We know what you stand for. But you don't really stand for anything because the values that you actually stand for, the Dylan Mulvaney values, are something that you're now selling out even on them because uh, you got, it cost you too much. It's not worth having your values, right? So now they say, quote, in times like this, when things get divisive and controversial so easily, I think it's an important wake-up call to all of us marketers, first of all, to be very humble. What? To be very humble? How about to listen to the values of your consumers? How about to not undermine the country that's made you a multi-billion dollar entity? How about supporting the nation that provided the freedom that allowed your beer company of all things, a damn beer company to become a multi-billion dollar entity. How about supporting that, right? No, 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 we're gonna be very humble. Quote, that's what we're doing. We're being very humble and really reminding ourselves of what we should do best every day, which is to really understand our consumers, which is to really celebrate. Wait a second. If you wanna understand our consumers, then you need to understand what America is. You don't. Quote which is to really celebrate and appreciate every consumer that loves our brands, but in a way that can make them be together, not apart. No, no, that is not what your job is. Your job is to reflect uh, your brand and your brand's values in a way that allows you to sell beer. You know what? Your brand's values don't align with America. You've made that clear. Your, brand's, uh, your brand now aligns with wokeness. It, it aligns with Dylan Milvani. Okay, fine. You know what? I no longer like your beer. There are other good beers out there. I'm going to support a beer that, that's pro-America. Now, uh, a lot of people have moved to Modelo. I'm not buying Modelo. Modelo's owned by InBev, same people that do Anheuser-Busch. I'm not doing that. I, I am not supporting any of them. I don't need to. Do craft beer. Do a local bear. Do something that doesn't have pride on it. Now, listen, I you, you want to do something, put an American flag on your beer. Get rid of Dylan Milvani. Do a pro-God family country thing. This is ridiculous. And this guy goes on, that's what Bud Light stands for. It exists to make beer easy to drink and easy to enjoy. Oh, that's what you stand for? That's what you stand for? Then you didn't need to bring Milvani in, did you? What does Mulvaney have to do with that? It's not what you stand for. You're just like all those other billion-dollar woke companies trying to shove your garbage down our throat. Quote, that's what we all are as a team. We will we'll be doing 
moving forward as a group. That's what leaders do. Bud Light is coming back. It's going all around the country, reconnecting with consumers moving forward. That's what you can expect from Bud Light in the U.S. Nowhere in this, nowhere, did this guy talk about, hey, I'm sorry that we insulted America and its values. I'm sorry that we push mental disorders on the American people that nobody wants. I'm sorry that we stood for something that's an anathema to our, to our country. No apologies. There was no apology here. There was, we're going to tell you what you're going to do and why you're going to start liking our product again. Guess what? I am never buying a Bud Light again. Ever, ever, ever. If they apologize and become a pro-America country, a company, maybe. But they got a long ways to go. And this bull crap that this lying piece of garbage misrepresenting everything that he stands for. Oh, what we stand for is bringing people. No, you don't stand for bringing people together. You wouldn't try and shove this trans garbage down our throats. We don't like it, folks. Uh, These people don't seem to understand this. The American people know that it's a mental disorder. Gender dysphoria is a mental disorder. It, It is. It's literally a diagnosis, right? We don't support it. It's just that simple. Uh, you know, this is absurd. Uh, you know, we look at this guy, uh, and yeah, they go on. They talk about how they're going to support their wholesalers and this, that, and other. Well, you know, that's because of all the lawsuits that they should be subject to. These guys did this despite knowing that this was going to cause troubles, and went forward with it. And they hurt a lot of people who rely on them. There's a lot of lawsuits available for this. I hope Bud Light gets sued by everybody and their brother. Uh, of course, they'd have to find a law firm that actually has the, the cojones to stand for something conservative and true, which is like two of them. But I'm just going to tell you, this is absolute tripe. This whole CNN transgender thing is absurd. Uh, I mean, it's just, folks, this is the most, I, I'm looking at this. This is the most non-apology thing I have ever seen. There's no apology. They're not trying to make it right. I mean, I'm looking anywhere in this. Can I find anything, anything, anywhere that's an apology? No, nothing, nothing. All this is is uh, you know you're going to support us because we're going to you know blow some sunshine. I'll bet you they partner with some uh, supposedly conservative, supposedly God family country type uh, organizations. They see some donation to some conservative causes, but they won't apologize. You will not see them go and say, hey, we're sorry for supporting this LGBTQ perversion. You won't see that, right? Just not going to happen. You know, folks, uh, this is just this is just appalling to me. It is absolutely appalling. Everywhere I look, I see more of this. We see just all sorts of stuff. These guys are doubling down. They're speaking out both sides of their mouth. But we, the people, the American people, are too smart for this. We are not going to fall for this any further. This is kind of like people waking up to the Republicans. You know, the Republicans who who get up there and they say the right things in front of the camera and then do nothing. but have another hearing. I just need to get some more press so everybody can see what I'm talking about. Well, we don't care about that. We want to see what you're going to actually do. We want to see what you're going to fight for. 
We're tired of this fake bull crap. We're looking for people who have substance, who will stand for something, who will fight for something. I'm hoping, yeah, I mean, that's what Donald Trump won on in 2016. People love Donald Trump, not because of what he said, but because he fought for things, whether they were popular or not, because he stood for them. Last night, I had someone ask me in a Q&A, now, why, why, what are we going to do to get the GOP, to get the grassroots support for the GOP? It's just the grassroots, they're just not supporting. I said, well, the GOP needs to stand for something. They need to have the courage to stand for something, to do something. The grassroots has woken up, folks. We know what's going on. We're not tolerating this anymore, and we're not going to support these fakes, these frauds, these liars, these phonies. Whether it's Bud Light, whether it's uh, the GOP, we're done with this. We want people of substance who are going to stand for something, even when it's unpopular. I would rather vote for someone that I disagree with, but that I could trust, than another lying crook. We need your support at TomRens.com. We need your support on the America Out Loud channel. We need you to we need you to share this show. Get our show out there. We need this show out there. We need millions of people watching this. I got to ask you to support this. Uh, we need your support on our Substack. Please join that. Please join our podcast. We got the Rens Rants on uh, on Rumble. Uh, support. Go to TomRens.com. Sign up for our mailing list. Join the Rens Warrior Program. We got to get your support. We got to get you guys backing us. We need your help. Uh, we're fighting this fight. We got a lot of fight left. We are not even close to having won this fight. We got CBDCs. We're winning on COVID. We've done a great job there. I'm very proud of that, but we've got a lot more to do. It's only going to happen with your support. We, the people, got to stand together and stand strong. We'll be right back. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Stack of Stuff segment, folks. Uh, headline, World Not Daily. World Not Daily. Poll, support for homosexuality dropping among Republicans and Democrats. Folks, uh, this trans agenda, trying to jam the LGBTQ agenda down our throats is not working well. It's making everybody mad. 
People don't have an issue with you living your life and them living theirs. They got an issue when you try and jam it down their throats and particularly when they try and jam it down our kids' throats. Keep it away from our kids and you do you. I don't need to participate in your pride crap. I have no pride in being straight. Why should I care about your pride in not being straight? Uh, Report says uh, support for, uh, I don't know, for gay. Uh, Gallup's values and beliefs poll revealed that uh, we went from 71% to 63% of Americans say that they see nothing wrong with gay or lesbian relations. Support for homosexuality amongst Republicans dropped from 56 to 41% and amongst Democrats from 85 to 79%. Folks, we just don't want to know what you're doing in your bedroom. And we absolutely don't want it around our kids. Keep it away. Yeah, they've gone way too far on this. I'm not participating in a pride anything. I don't want to participate in straight pride, gay pride, or any other pride. I think it's all sick. Mind your own business. Do your thing. Shut up about it, right? Bud Light might be able to learn something from that. But Bud Light is not learning anything from it. And neither, neither, neither is Garth Brooks. Headline, the American Wire. Rob Schneider suggests Garth Brooks should have shut his mouth. Predicts next spineless move. So Garth Brooks, uh, well, Garth Brooks, who has a lot of music that was really good. I I liked his music, uh, but he's an idiot. And he seems to be a spineless idiot. He doesn't seem to have any ability to stand for anything. Um, I don't know. Something shifted. You know, he, I think he got too famous, too big. Uh, he kind of lost his head and became to, started thinking he's something better than he is. Uh, I mean, he's, he did great music. But the problem is, is that that doesn't make you a special person. You know, that's a music. If you've got that gift, it's a gift from God. And you ought to thank God for it, not to credit yourself with being special. But anyways, so Garth decides that he's going to open up a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. For those of you that have not been to Nashville, Nashville's an amazing city. And uh, it's basically the country music mecca. Think of a cross between Las Vegas and uh, a rodeo, right? I mean, it's just... Uh, lots of lights, lots of bars, lots of fun, country music, uh, short jean shorts type thing, just just straight up cowboy. Yeah, you buy your boots. Uh, so somewhere along the lines, Garth Brooks, who is a you know into country music and who wants to open a bar in Nashville, thought it was a good idea to tell his people that if quote. If you're an a-hole, there are plenty of other places in Lower Broadway talking about uh, why his bar is going to carry Bud Light. Uh, he, you know, he, people are mad because you know his bar is going to carry Bud Light because you know the Dylan Mulvaney crap. And he says, if you're an a-hole, there's other places to go. Garth Brooks is an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an arrogant buffoon, and he got called on it. So there's a lot of backlash. So Garth Brooks sort of walked back his comments. Too late. Too late. I mean, uh, you know, he had to shoot his big mouth off because he forgot that, you know, listen, you're not any sort of a leader. 
you've got a gift from God that you're good at music. It doesn't make you smart. It doesn't make you wise. It doesn't make you educated. And your stupidity about supporting this or supporting that is irrelevant. No one cares about your political thoughts. This is like when someone in Hollywood tells me what they think politically. Why would I care? You're an idiot. You can remember lines and you can act or pretend. Great, that you got that skill. That doesn't mean you know anything about politics, science, law, anything. We don't need your comments on anything. Just look pretty and go do your screenplay or whatever. Just shut up. So Garth Brooks, being the brilliant guy he is, decided that he needed to uh, run his mouth and it made everybody mad. So Rob Schneider said, you know, maybe I'd just shut up, which I got a boot out of. I think that's kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, Schneider was right about it. You know, I mean, uh, it's not your spot. If you're Garth Brooks to tell the American people and the people that you want to go to your bar that they're buttholes because they don't support your bullcrap. So Garth Brooks's weak attempt to walk it back is him talking about how much he loves diversity. And, uh, you know, it's okay that you got different opinions, different opinions than mine, right? Uh, P.S., but you're an a-hole. Piss off, Garth. I'm going to go into your bar. Uh, and it's a shame because I liked your music. And before you decided to be a spineless wuss that just sold out to whatever woke crap is around you, you used to be a guy that I thought would be a pretty good guy. That's a shame. I always liked his music. Uh, anyways. Headline, Gateway Pundit. More than just sex trafficking, Epstein influence peddling revealed in new court filing. Bankers, royals, politicians, and businessmen in his web of contacts. Musk reacts to recent documents. I'm going to... I don't really care what Musk has to say about it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't frankly know why Musk's opinion on that would have anything to do with anything. Uh, but I do think that it's interesting that uh, uh, we see that, well, you know, Epstein uh, was very involved with J.P. Morgan, and he was steering business the bank's way, and that seems to be why they turned a blind eye to what he was doing with his pedophilia. I mean, it was happening, right? Uh, they seem to just ignore it, and uh, you well, know, I, I mean, no, no question why, right? He you know, send uh, sent some of these uh, perverts and pedophiles and all their money to J.P. Morgan, right? And uh, by the way, he's really had a lot of ties to Prince Andrew. Oh, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Can't really understand what could have been happening there. Maybe they're just friends. Maybe they had stuff in common. Like Epstein and Andrew, they just liked hanging out. Maybe they talk soccer, football, football, European football, uh, not American football. That would have been way too, uh, way too manly. All right, that's that. I don't. I, I listen. Yeah, it's shocker, right? Uh, you know, Epstein had stuff on everybody and bought his way in and used his web of blackmail to get everywhere and. Then he hung himself early in a, in a jail cell with no cameras. It's shocking. Uh, okay, headline. Uh, <laughs> here you go, folks. Headline. Daily Caller. Satanic temple to host Let Us Burn events at state capitals to promote religious liberty. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they? The Satanic Temple announced last week that it's raising money to host 
a Let Us Burn music tour at state capitals. Uh, Satanic Temple is looking to bring Satanic Planet, described as an experimental avant industrial band, to different states in the name of religious liberty and pluralism. According to the announcement, the tour is designed to specifically respond to Christian musician Sean Folk's Let Us Worship concert tour, which is performed in several state capitals. Okay, folks, uh, I don't know what to say about this. I, I mean, really? We got people worshiping, we have a satanic temple. We're just okay with this, right? Um, let's that. Let's that get into whether we sh- can. Let's talk about whether we should. What part of Satanism's good? The part where they reject the guy who said, treat people like you want to be retreated? Respect each other, love each other? I mean, the Satanic Temple is about lying, cheating, stealing, whatever's best for you at the expense of all others. I mean, it's just, it's literally evil. It's I, we're literally saying, hey, let's let's stand double. That's good. Let's let's support evil, right? Let's support that. Let's just we're fine with that. Um, how many things do we have to do to to just thumb our nose at God before He really gets mad and whoops us in the head? I think we're seeing that right now. I think we're seeing a little bit of that, but. As Satanic Temple needs to raise fifteen grand for the tour, somehow it's raised three grand so far. Um, that's three grand more than it should have raised, and uh, I mean the band's first single, Baphomet, which is a uh, deity worship by occult groups, and the Satanic Temple's mascot. Think about that. Their mascot is Baphomet. Jeez. Uh, I mean, these, this is just, uh, yeah, I'm not going to give you all the stuff and now you can read the article yourself. It's, you wonder why our country's in trouble. You wonder what's going on here. I don't know. Okay. The Federalist RFK juniors critics think they're too good to debate vaccines. Um, that's not, that, that's incorrect. That is incorrect, right? Uh, the headline's incorrect. And this goes to uh, Peter Hotez, a.k.a. Uncle Vernon from Harry Potter. Have you ever looked at Peter Hotez? He looks like Harry, Uncle Vernon from Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure he was he's a doppelganger for Uncle Vernon. Uh, I look at Peter Hotez and I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, folks. I see Uncle Vernon. Uh, Peter Hotez, a.k.a. Uncle Vernon from Harry Potter. They both have uh, similar dispositions, just rotten, obnoxious monsters. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, RFK says, hey, let's debate it. Let's see what you got. And Hotez says, no, no, we don't debate in science. You're right. It's all settled, right? There's no debating. There's no discussion in science. We don't do anything. It's, it's just settled, right? Um, and, and we write scientific papers, he says. Oh, you do, except for they're not scientific. And then you're not allowed to debate the, the garbage that you post in your scientific papers that are bought and paid for by Big Pharma. Uh, this is a really interesting thing, you know. So their response is, well, we're not going to give credence to a guy like RFK. Um, 
You mean a guy who's got science to back up what he's saying? This is so transparent. These guys are scared, scared to death of doing this. Uh, they, they, they're scared of it because the truth is coming out. COVID lifted the veil off of our eyes, folks. Uh, you you want to talk about success? The fight against COVID was one of the most wildly successful things that we've seen in the last 10 years against these globalists. I'm quite proud of my work on that, right? I am exceedingly proud of what I did with COVID. And, just you know, I got a, I'm looking forward to the next fight uh, and the next fight and the next fight and the next fight. And we're doing all sorts of fights right now. But, you know, COVID was a really major, major thing. I'm very proud of it. You know, this, this global billionaire oligarchy that was pushing the COVID narrative, they were doing everything they could to push it. And uh, we brought that down. And now people are starting to see that all these vaccines are garbage. And I didn't know that before I started. Bobby knew it before I did. God bless Bobby on that. You know, Bobby has been fighting on this, but it wasn't popular. And, you know, Bobby Kennedy, I mean, he's U.S. royalty, right? I mean, he's a Kennedy. He's you know, this RFK, right? Uh, he's the closest thing. Yeah, it's, and we don't really have royalty. But, I mean, there's no reason this guy had to fight the vaccine fight. He's been fighting it forever. And he stood even though it wasn't popular. I admire the heck out of Bobby for that. He stood when it wasn't popular. He stands. He doesn't care. He's actually standing for something. God bless him. God bless him, and, and Godspeed to him. Uh, but Bobby stood hard on this, and he stood right. And we used COVID to make sure that people would see. When people saw all the lies, as we've unmasked the lies of COVID, people are starting to see what the pharmaceutical industry really is. It's snake oil salesmen. They give you something to make you sick, and then they give you something that they say will be the cure. This is what they do. Vaccines make you sick, then they sell you a cure. We have chronic health problems from these vaccines that last your entire life. Autism, all these different things. There's no question. I, you know, I, I've been digging more and more into all of these different vaccines. They're all garbage. You know, the stuff that they put in them are—it's it, known. I mean, aluminum is known to cause problems. They, this is a well-known thing. They've covered it up for decades. Uh, so it's just there's no question. So God bless Bobby on this. These guys. Now I'm going to tell you something else. Billionaire Mark Cuban accused Rogan of bullying Hotez and claimed Rogan and RFK Jr. are being driven by self-interest. Cuban is a crook. I'm sorry. I liked Mark Cuban when I first... I didn't know who he was. I saw him on Shark Tank. He's he's got a great personality. You know what? You're a piece of garbage, Cuban. Shut your mouth. he's He's a salesman. He's a shyster. He made his money because he's good at selling stuff. That's all he does. And he's still selling stuff. Now he's selling lies by Big Pharma. I wonder how much money he's making. I know he made his uh, his basketball players all get that. You trying to cover that up, Mark? You're gonna call these guys a bully? Gonna try and use your what? You're gonna use your money and your power? You don't bully people. You bully people all the time. Because you treat your basketball players. I mean, it's just really ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then he says that uh, ivermectin's ineffective, right? So you should give remdesivir or the safe and effective vaccines that we now know cause COVID. Increase your likelihood of getting it. Yeah, Cuban, shut your mouth. Freaking guy. It's just a shame because, like I said, I like Cuban. Uh, When I first saw him, I just didn't realize he was a piece of garbage. I guess I should have. There aren't a whole lot of guys like him that aren't. 
But RFK is doing a great job. He stood when he didn't need to, and God bless him for it. Uh, I think it's really something something to be admired. And the fact that they're, honestly, folks, that, hey, well, we can't debate this. We don't want to give credibility to these guys. That, no, no, no. That, everybody knows. That's BS. They don't want to debate it because they're afraid. You guys are cowards. Nothing you got stands. I'll tell you what, I'll debate you guys. I'll debate any of you guys. Uh, you know, Let's talk about the COVID stuff. I'd like to do a debate. I'll challenge Hotez or any of these guys to anything on COVID. I'll eat their face in that debate. I mean, you talk about you talk about a joke. Uh, I mean, they, look at how I get censored. They censor me everywhere because I because they can't even come close to arguing with me. That's it. Tell you what, debate away, brother. You guys want to debate? I've been right for three years. Bobby's apparently been right for longer than that. Anyways, all right, folks, support us on America Out Loud. Share our show. Get the word out. Support the sponsors on America Out Loud. Buy yourself some Covix and a Janus HOCL. Two best things to keep you healthy and to keep you from spreading germs. Use the Out Loud code at checkout. You got to use Out Loud code at checkout. All this stuff. Out Loud code at checkout. Click on the banner at any of the sponsors for the America Out Loud Network. They're all good sponsors. They're great groups. Good, good, good products. Good stuff. But you got to click the Out Loud uh, the banner and use Out Loud code at checkout. You get discounts. Uh, for these good products and share this show help us get the show all over the place it's a great show uh, or at least we try it's a good enough show we do our best see you tomorrow thank you all uh godspeed